am so very pleased that you joined Unboxed today, a video podcast created for Favor by the Father Ministries. Our featured guests will show how they step outside of their comfort zones to become unboxed. We share experiences that lead to the fulfillment of purpose. I pray that each episode will help our audience access their destiny. Our beautiful guest today is none other than Reverend Runita Danielle Downing Hill. I told her that I would use all of her names because I am Barbara Arlene Fields Brion. This woman of God is here in the state of Virginia as I am. Runita hails from Chesapeake, Virginia, where she was born and raised. She's a beloved wife, daughter, a devoted mother, as well as a loving bonus mom. The light of her life shines through her cherished grandchildren. Runita is a United States Army veteran, as well as an entrepreneur. Our guest today is entrenched in community outreach. Reverend Runita offers spiritual, financial, material, and physical assistance through initiatives like The Great Cover-Up, So Fresh and So Clean, Single Mothers Club, Prison, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree, and The Well Woman Conference. Runita believes she definitely wholeheartedly believes in taking God's love beyond the church walls, spreading the message of God's plan for everyone's life. She says that everything starts with a plan, but if but there's no plan without you. So this episode of Unbox is titled Plan You. Welcome, Reverend Runita Hill. Thanks for being oh here. Oh my goodness. What an introduction. Thank you so much. I was like, who is this? Woo, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so happy to be here. So happy and honored to be here in Unboxed. God bless you, woman of God. Would you tell our audience how we know each other? Well, um, we, we uh, met through the acquaintance of another person, Lynn. We started chatting on LinkedIn. We had our initial conversation and I knew from that moment that I needed you in my life in some aspect. Um, And so we we got together and we've connected ever since. It's been a beautiful relationship. Uh, So I'm introducing everybody to another new friend. So if you would tell us about something that I always start out asking all of my guests. Tell us about those days in the life of Runita as you reflect on your childhood and teen years. What was your passion in life? Oh, okay. So um, as a teen, as a child, I was very active, Um, very energetic, athletic, um, cheerleading, track, gymnastics, swimming, dance, but we had a rule that if you could do everything else, you had to go to church and be just as active there. So at a very young age, I would say I had a relationship um, with God. 
I didn't know exactly what that meant at the time being a child. Um, but I knew there was a reverence or there was an honor there that there was respect um, from a child's mindset. And so um, as a child on a day-to-day -day basis, I was singing in the choir. I was a part of the Young Adults for Christ. I was a part of the dance ministry, the inspirational steppers is what we call them at our church. Um, I was in the Willing Workers Choir which was the performance choir, um, the choir that got invited out and did functions and the singaramas back then and the shut-ins and all those exciting things back then. But as a child, I was suffering in silence. Wow. Um, because my parents were divorced. So I came, I had a uh, place that was void that I didn't feel comfortable enough to express. So I learn as a child how to suppress that stuff that pretend and mask it so mm. i would say as a child my passion was to people please i didn't want to disappoint my mom because she tried so hard and she was such a great a great mom i didn't want to disappoint my my grandmother i didn't want to um you know because i didn't want anyone else to leave so um back mm. then my passion would have been to be perfect to do everything right to, to get it right, to, to not disappoint. So as we think about that passion of perfection and that passion of pleasing, how would you describe yourself now? Um, now I would say um, I have overcome the people pleasing. Um, I would describe myself now as a woman that still is very active, um, still in love with God. I understand what that relationship is. Um, a person that is very passionate um, about other people surviving, um, coming from a place that was broken um, and falling in love with Christ and being transformed from that is nothing I want more than to share that. So if I had to describe myself now, I, I always describe myself as determined, a hard worker, resilient and filled with fortitude um i'm wow. not very moved by the opinions of others i'm not very moved because i've made so many mistakes in my life um and god never changed his mind he never he never stopped loving me or loved me differently because of my mistakes so if he loves me and he has the ultimate decision of my eternity everyone else is just you know irrelevant honestly. Um, and that's kind of way, oh the way God. that I move. I, I value my other relationships. I'm not saying I don't value them, but I have put them into a, pers uh, a perspective and a priority that if I am pleasing God and you're not pleased with me, then that's because you're not interested in doing God's will. It has nothing to do with me. And so I've, I quickly have adjusted to that in my later adult years, but we'll talk about that as we go. <laughs> as we will talk about that as we go. I clearly hear your passion about pleasing God more so than pleasing man. But in regard to this earthly life that we live, who would you say has been the biggest influence in your life? Now, I don't want to hurt my mom, so nobody tell her, but the biggest influence will be my grandmother. Um, she passed last year, ooh, 
February 2023, 98 years old. Um, she had like an eighth grade education. Um, she was a homemaker, a, a cook. Um, so she never had any type of formal training in anything. She did hair. She did all those things. But the woman that I've known for the 50 years that I had the privilege of having her in my life was as a woman of God from a little small sector called Gilmerton in Chesapeake. And that woman got a prayer band of women together. Every summer we would travel. We traveled to PTL. We traveled to see Oral Roberts. We traveled all over this country not just to have fun and to go and do things, but because she wanted to be wherever the presence of God was. And not that it wasn't there, but she wanted to expose us to all different aspects of Christianity and having a relationship with God. And I'll never forget the one time that we were in Nashville and we were at mm -hmm. one of the um, CBN's um, conferences i don't remember exactly what it was called and next thing i know my grandmother was on the stage she's four foot nine <laughs> four foot nine little woman but so powerful in the lord and up until yes. her dying days people were still call her just to pray with her just to touch and agree to have her to pray with them and touch and agree because of her relationship and the fruit of her relationship with god and she instilled that in me, um, no matter which way I went, she ensured that I knew that having a relationship with God was of the utmost importance. Um, and so I would say she has the biggest influence on who I am today. I celebrate that with you. And I'm reminded of a passage of scripture that's there where the apostle Paul said to Timothy, uh, as it was with your grandmother, so it is with you. And I say that to you at this time, as it was with your grandmother in the conversations and relationship that we have begun, I can see so it is with you to be I proud to share that moment with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo. Yes. I Woo. feel kind of, kind of juicy up in here now. Okay. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Now let's go ahead on and dump those puzzle pieces out of the box and see how God puts them together. Uh, so have you ever felt boxed in? Will you tell us about it? A time oh, when you were boxed in. Absolutely. But you stepped out of that box. I stepped out. I did step out, but it was years. It was years. Um, and it was not years because of God. It was years because I was not submitted to God. Oh, God. I was mm -hmm. not. Um, I was in protective mode. I had been hurt. Um. I was void. I was void. I kind of shared a little bit about the void that I had for my my father's love. He lived about 15 minutes away from me, but he wasn't active in my my growing years. He yeah. wasn't an active participator. So I seek and I longed for that attention. So I did uh, and made a lot of choices at a young age um, to kind of um, degrade and lower myself because I needed that attention. I needed that love. At least that's what I thought I could find it in another person. Um, and so in doing that and constantly putting yourself in bad situations, making bad decisions, there are consequences to those bad decisions. And when you're stepping outside of the will of God, 
you begin to get damaged. You begin to get bruised. Um, you know, your possessions are gone. Your 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 self-esteem, all of these things are gone. And I found myself in a protective mode where anger was the only emotion I was comfortable in expressing. So if you're walking around angry, you can't be vulnerable. You can't show love, gentleness. And in order to submit, you have to trust. That means you, you have to be vulnerable. So I was very boxed in. I was I boxed myself out of healthy relationships, friendships, um, opportunities, ministry, time with God, the presence. And so I was wondering why things weren't flourishing ministerial or in other aspects of my life. But I was so boxed in. I was so focused on I'm not going to let anyone hurt me. It had become unconscious. And I learned that as a child so I could mask it. I looked the part. Oh, my goodness. I looked the part, could sing, could, could dance, could praise, could do all of that and leave right back out and then transform into my real self. Mm-hmm. And for years, I did that. Years. I pray that this podcast, this unboxed experience that we're sharing will help our audience access their destiny. And so with all of those reflections that we've been making with you today, what do you consider your ultimate purpose now that you are clearly out of your box? Do you have any regrets as you talk about your ultimate purpose? Any regrets? Yes. Absolutely. Um, My biggest regret is that it took me so long. Mm -hmm. Try not to cry. I got my cute eyelashes on. I got them trying not to cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is my biggest regret is that, and, and the damage that I caused others. So oftentimes we, we discuss the damage that was caused to us. Um, and I could go on and on because I, I've had some really, really tumultuous, um, experiences in my life. Um, but I, in return, caused damage to others. I, in return, was not a good example of God's love and action. Um, I, in return, did not represent the kingdom of God, his mercy, his grace, his forgiving power, nor his transformative power. Um, And if anything, that is something that I regret. But the person that I am now, it's, it's propelled, it is fired, it's fueled by those experiences. So I'm also grateful that to that, that all things truly have worked together for my good. Um, because I do love the Lord and I know that I'm called according to his purpose. And my purpose now is sharing God's love. It sounds so generic and so, you know, just cliche, but that when you think of it, that is my, that is my mission on life. There is no boundaries with that. Um, my organization has no boundaries with that. My life, my person, my, my, my home, my, wherever I am, I am that same person that is um, compelled to share God's love. He said, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee? So if I'm loving, that is the introduction. Someone may say, oh, thank you for the smile. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, I wish I could take credit, but it's all because of God and what he's done for me. Oh, really? That could be the open to a conversation. Um, you know, we, we could walk around mad with what we got going on. We could walk around and really have a justification 
for not wanting to say good morning or any of those other things if we looked at the world's view but when i think about the times i tried to take my own life that someone else tried to take my life and the things that i experienced in my life that i put myself in and he said not so and has still chosen to use me hallelujah how could i not want to share his love how could i not want to tell the world on the hedges and the highways and the mountaintops and in the valley that listen it looks bad today it's bad it is bad. what you're going through is unfortunate but let me tell you about the love of god that can hold you through this can can transform you inside out and allow everything that you went through to show you what you were created to be Mm -hmm. i i i mean so try to amen you stick with that but we're going to stick with that idea because in the introduction i read some things uh or said some things that uh you are doing so tell us a little bit more at this point about your organization because we hear the passion we we hear where you have come from and so how does this manifest itself tell us a little bit about your organization because it fits right here with what we're talking about. Oh my goodness, does it? Um, Can so you, I, you give us a thirty-minute because that'll be a whole conference right there, what? just talking about what you do. <laughs> I will give you a brief, a brief of what we do. So we we started out as Willing Workers Outreach Ministry, um, and what we do, we are an urban street ministry, and we go where where people are. We go to the drug neighborhoods, we go to the street, we go where the homeless, where they sleep, where they eat, where they are, where they're doing their drugs. We go where they are and we show God's love. And we show God's love through blessing bags. We show God's love through food. We show God's love through the sharing, proclaiming of God's word. And we show God's love through consistency. Um, So we have those initiatives that we do every year, rain, shine, so fresh and so clean. That's our blessing bags with toiletries. We don't want them to feel like, oh, you smell bad. So we call it so fresh and so clean. We all want to be fresh. We all want to be clean. Um, so we do that. But we turned, we also branched out and became an official 501c3 nonprofit because a lot of times the way the government is set up, they don't necessarily want to grant money to faith-based organizations, even though they say they don't want to hold that against you. So what we're doing is being that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous, we're going to come with the ministry on this hand, and we're going to come officially with the nonprofit on this hand to meet in the middle and let them know that God has already forgiven you. He has already uh, said that you are his. All you have to do is repent and turn and that's that's kind of what we do. We share his love through whatever methodology is needed for that soul. And geographically speaking, you're serving the Hampton area? We serve Hampton Roads. We serve all seven of the, the major cities in the Hampton Roads area. I started to say that, but I didn't want to be wrong. Praise the Lord. No. And there are people from all over the world listening right now, and they know that there is help in that area and that you are willing and plan you incorporated is willing to assist and escort people out of the boxes of confinement that they are in at this point. 
And Absolutely. so tell us with everything that you're doing, I know that you are a visionary. Uh, what do you envision for your future? Um, well, I first, I, I envision the plans that God has for me. Um, I don't want anything that is not a part of his will. So I'm constantly praying to make sure that my, my desire, my plan aligns with his will. Um, because I learned early that when you are outside of his will, he is not your refuge and he is not your shelter because you have moved yourself outside of the safety um, mm -hmm. of his protection. So what we are doing, um, what I envision, I will say for the future is we're going to have a facility. We want that facility to be transformative. We don't want to be bound by the bureaucracy and the politics of what is happening now with housing and the stigma of if you were incarcerated and all the, the the red tape that you have to go through to find proper, adequate, safe housing that's affordable and is not going to launch you right back into the problem that you had. So we want to have that. We would like to have a ministry that is just like 7-Eleven that's always open. Oh, I don't understand how the streets are always open but the ministry shuts down uh, uh, Monday through Monday through Saturday and we're open for two to three hours a week um, when the streets are always open. So we want to have a ministry where you can come any time of the night and pray, any time of the morning and pray. You can come and get a word that there will be a place for you. If you work the night shift and you can only come early in the morning, you can come there. If you work the morning shift and you can only come night, you can come there. Um, we, we don't want to, to be bound. So that, that's the other thing. And the final thing is I see myself doing ministry with my children. Mm -hmm. I see how Satan is fighting them. So I see ourselves doing ministry and us expanding. God is already expanding our territory, but this thing is global. Playing you is global. A willing workers outreach ministry is global. And I see God allowing us the opportunity to evangelize his word all over because we're not afraid to go we're, we're not afraid Amen. so that's quick was that quick did i do it in the, the you time? did you did well because you did as the lord instructed so i'm not going to critique that at all but what i will do right here is just put this into the atmosphere because somebody is going to tap play later on and hear this and there is a benefactor or multiple benefactors listening who will tap into your organization and benefit you so that that building becomes, so that that building is a blessing, so that you will have the facility to do the work that God has already ordained and you go through the steps needed in order to take it. So I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for benefactors to come to you saying, what can I do to serve you? With their checkbook wide open in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and so, I mean, I just had to say that because I know the work that you do. And I want you to be successful with a vision that you have. And so as we, we think about this and we've been reflecting, you, you pulled out your passion. If you roll it back 30 years ago, what advice would you give the younger you and what wisdom can you impart or will you impart not to your grandchildren, but to your great grandchildren? First of all, what advice would you give to the younger you 
Mm -hmm. To the younger Renita, the 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 advice I would give would be to pause. Being a person that's very active, um, sometimes it's also a sign of impatience. Um, it's a sign of insecurity um, because you feel like you got to constantly be doing something or um, you're not doing anything. Um, and if you're not doing anything, no one will notice you. Um, and all attention is not good attention. Mm. You, you were created for a purpose. God loves you. You hear it week after week. You, you sing it. You dance to it. You've embraced it. You, you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, not emotion, not being emotionally stimulated. You've had encounters with the Holy Spirit. He saved you as a young child. Um, so you know that he is real. Take a pause. Look, analyze, and ask yourself, has he brought you this far to leave you? And hasn't he always been there when you called on him? And because he has, I just want you to allow him to lead your decisions. Because the road that you're on, the road that you're on, is going to lead you to a lot of pain, unnecessary pain that you will not, you do not have to experience. So that's what, that's what I would tell the younger Renita. Woo! I believe that the words that uh, Reverend Renita just imparted to her younger self are very freeing and liberating for our young folks who are listening there are young people that I know I mentor. Um, I'll leave that right there. However, those who are listening, please pay attention to what she's saying. And there may be something else that she'll pass on as we look toward the future. Way past her, her grandchildren, what are the words of wisdom toward your great-grandchildren, the generations to come? Um, towards my great-grandchildren, I would tell them that um, God has set you apart that you are peculiar. You are different. You are not like everyone else. I know it's going to be, I know that it's hard. The time that you live in is very challenging. You are exposed to things that I never had to be exposed to at such a young age. Um, your friends are all doing it. You feel like an outsider. Kids are bullies sometimes and they, they, they will try to make fun of you. And it just does not seem fair. You don't understand it. Um, and you're confused. But just know that you following the principles that your parents and those that have authority over you today will benefit your tomorrow. I know you don't understand it at this young age. I know it doesn't feel good at this young age. But if you choose the way of the world, your life will not be filled with joy. It will not be filled with peace. And it will not be filled with prosperity that is long lasting. You will have moments of it, but it will be fleeting. 
So I want you to have a long life. Not that your every day is going to be a beautiful day, but every day will be a peaceful day because you have a foundation. And I may never have met you. I may have never touched you or got to hold you in this moment, but I want you to know that there were seeds that were planted in those generational curses were uprooted, eradicated, and destroyed. And God has called you blessed. And I learned some lessons that you don't even have to ever worry about experiencing. So I just want you to know that you have everything inside of you, everything inside of you to make it and to make it God's way. And I love you. And I'll see you in glory. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, Jesus. Anything else you'd like us to know about your work? Jesus? Um, I have a beautiful mentor. <laughs> um, so our work is very um we we don't we don't broadcast. Um I, I we're I call us we're like the CIA. Um, but we do good things. <laughs> We um we don't take a lot of pictures. We don't post it a lot because the the demographic that we're working with, they're not at their best. And do you do you want your skeleton shown? Do you want your lowest moments, your moments of regret, your moments of of um failure sometimes and loss of hope to be broadcast? No. So I, I'm not like a lot of people and you don't see it a lot. We don't post a lot. And I'm trying to get better with with just letting people know what that we're here and we're doing things. But I don't want to. I don't want to cheapen God's work for likes. So. We we need your support. We need your prayers. Um, we go to dangerous places. We we people are hostile sometimes. Um, we go where people are barren. They need and they're willing to do whatever they got to do to get what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so we 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 need your prayers, but we need your support. We we really we really need your support. We need the finance financial support. We need you to share. Um, our message. We we need you to support us in volunteer work. Um, there's so much that you could do: donations, clothing, toiletries, socks, hats, blankets. Um, we need all of that, and we focus on women. And a lot of these women are sleeping in the cars, they're sleeping on the bridges, but they have their children. They're sleeping in the Walmart parking lot. They're sleeping in a hotel. Um, and they have their children and we, we need your support. And I just want to say this real quick. If you have a family member and you pay for their hotel, they're homeless and you pay for their hotel or you invite them to sleep on your couch. The the system does not consider them homeless. Wow. They're only considered homeless if someone an organization is paying for them to stay in a hotel or they're sleeping on the street. Or they're sleeping in their car. Those are the only circumstances that our current system here in Virginia deems them as homeless. 
And the homeless waiting list is six months. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence is 90 days. So I may have to stay with an abusive partner because I have nowhere else to go. I have no finances. And oh, by the way, I'm also previously incarcerated. So there's a stigma. So there are a lot of things that we are we mm -hmm. try to do for these, these women, these children. And we don't turn the men away, but our focus is on women. So that's the work um, that we're we're doing right now um, is focusing on that. And so the next question is very obvious. Please tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Yes, you can connect with us. Um, we are thewellwomanexperience.com. That's our website. If you would like to contact us, thewellwomanexperience.com. Um, but on all social media, we're at the Well Woman, at Well Woman Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, you can reach out to us there. We're also on TikTok. Um, my name is Renita Hill. If you can remember that, it's R-U-N-I-T-A Hill. You can follow me um, and you can inbox me and I will let you know how you can become a part. We have a dynamic board of directors, uh, all female cast that all love the Lord, all um, have a relationship with God. We all are aligned in our purpose. Um, so it's just an amazing time and we would love your, your help and your support. So based on your experience, how do you suggest that our listeners address the challenges that prevent them from stepping out of a box? Um, <clears throat> First, I would say um, you you need a very you need a support system. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't meant to be alone. When he's God said it's not it's not good for man to be alone. That's not just um, romantic or intimate relationships. Right. Um, there is nothing that we can do absent of one another. Um, God has Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They work in partnership together. They're one one triune being. Um, and because of that, he's taught us that we we need one another. Um, if one can slay a thousand, then two can what? You know, how can two walk together unless they agree? All of God's word, his infallible word, his inerrant word tells us that there has to be more than just us. We can't, we can't do it alone. Um, so the very first thing is you have to find out what's keeping you from trusting. Because if you can't trust others, you can't trust God. If you cannot put your trust in someone that you can see, how can you say you love me that you have not seen if you don't love those that you see? So we have to be able to, first of all, look at ourselves, be honest with ourselves. It can't always be everyone else. What is it that's keeping us from truly being who we were created to be? Mm -hmm. Second, I would say to you, get you a support system. And the most important of them all, repent. Wow. Repent. Amen. Try, try God. Try Jesus. Try him. Say, Lord God, it's try the spirit by the spirit. I'm gonna give you 30 days. I'm gonna give you 30 days just to show up and be real in my life. Listen, he doesn't need 30 days because guess what? He woke you up. But I'm just saying, if you want to try something, 
Give them 30 days. Give them 30 days and say, Lord, I, I want to give you a chance. I hear all this about you. I want to give you a chance. You didn't try alcohol. You didn't try drugs. You didn't try fornication. You didn't try calling your friends, trusting your parents. I mean, the list goes on and on. You didn't try exercising. You didn't try dieting. You've tried all of these things. What do you have to lose? If he's not real, you didn't lose anything. But what if he's real and you never gave him a chance? Wow. What a call for discipleship and intimacy with the God that I serve. Reverend Runita Hill, my time has been well spent in these last few minutes during this unboxed podcast. And I am so thankful that you decided to join us. I am so thankful. Our relationship is budding. And I promise you, I'm not going anywhere. And so let's uh, just stay tuned. Let's stay connected. And uh, just to our audience, if you like what you heard today, like in terms of it empowering you, like in terms of it uh, being uh, advantageous to who it is that you are trying to become, let go and let God unbox you. And so I invite you to join us for our next episode of Unboxed with the stimulating conversations, sharing experiences for about 30 minutes or so. We will post our episodes on Thursdays at three Eastern Standard Time. And as we evolve, just remember that we're like the butterfly coming out of a box and allowing the Holy Spirit to advance us to immeasurable heights in the Lord. So I ask you to fulfill your purpose, not the purpose that I have for you. Fulfill your purpose and remain favored by the Father. In a world where faith takes root and blossoms, comes a journey of growth like no other. Blooming for Christ a captivating exploration of spirituality and the remarkable parallels between a plant's journey and our own. Just as a seed must germinate to become a thriving plant, our spiritual timeline begins with a single decision. Through the insightful words of Reverend Barbara Brian, this book takes you on a transformative quest, a journey of growth that echoes the stages of a plant's life. From the tender shoot of a young believer bravely facing the world, to the full bloom of faith experiences shared and cherished. As seeds of faith are sown, new believers are nurtured, and the cycle continues just as God intended. But the journey doesn't end there. As the plant matures, so does the believer, becoming God's chosen harvester in gardens of divine purpose. Reverend Brian's guidance rooted in scripture and wisdom gently leads you through the seasons of your spiritual life. Join us on this journey of discovery and renewal, a journey that unveils the beauty of your faith and the transformative power of God's love. Blooming for Christ, embrace your season of growth and let your faith bloom. Available now.